big question that everyone has having encountered your stuff for the first time is how do you go from monk to storyteller online and in such a big way? Because it, it really is a dichotomy between two worlds. And I know that when we think of monks, we don't think of them on social media. We don't think of them, you know, being out there in the public. Absolutely. So I always had this desire to spread wisdom. When I became a monk and got this incredible opportunity to study texts and books that were 5,000 years old, all I could think about was like, how do I make sense of this to someone who has no idea what this is? Being born and raised in London, I was just like, how does this connect to that 18 year old kid in London that I used to be? How does this connect to that girl who's getting bullied at college? How does this connect to that guy who hates his job? How does this connect to anyone? And so for me, I was always reading all of these incredible texts, 5,000 years old and going, how do I make that relevant, accessible and practical to everyone? Because I was seeing huge benefits in my personal life from living those principles. But I knew not everyone was gonna like run off to a mountain and become a monk and, and live the lifestyle I'd chosen. But I felt I wanted them to experience that. So what I did was beyond, I mean, this is a fast forward version, but I started sharing content online very late. I joined social media in 2014 and in 2016 launched my first video. Before then, I'd been creating content and speaking at universities and schools and companies for a long, long time. So I'd been testing what resonated with people, what connected with them. And then I just decided, I was like, I want this to reach anyone who has a mobile phone. And I read a study that said more people own a mobile phone than a toothbrush. So I was like, if that's the truth, then we need to get it out to everyone. And I thought, what better way than video? So I remember uploading my first video, 3rd Jan 2016 on YouTube, and I had no idea where it would go or how it would do. I think it did okay, and it started off really well. And then I realized it was only doing well because I kept refreshing YouTube, <laughs> and the views kept going up. That doesn't work anymore, by the way. And. I just wanted to spread wisdom at the pace people want entertainment. I wanted to make wisdom entertaining. I wanted to be engaging. And I wanted to feel like you were watching television or watching a movie. It didn't need to feel like a class. And so I started out and thankfully, Ariana Huffington, within three months, someone showed her my video at Davos at the, at the conference. And her team reached out and they said, we'd love for you to create a series of videos for HuffPost. We're not gonna pay you anything but we'd love to test it out. So I made four videos for HuffPost. Those four videos did 100 million views. It was the most amount of views they'd ever had. And that overnight kind of had a big effect on my trajectory. And that actually was the smaller end. 2017, I really started focusing on my own content, on my own channels and platforms. And things have just been insane since then. But the focus has always been, how do you make this entertaining? How do you make it practical? How do you make it accessible? And how do you make it actionable so that people can actually live it today? And I feel like most people listening to this have encountered your content and it's just different. It just feels different than the other content that's spread throughout social. And the storytelling angle is a big part of that. Were you always a storyteller growing up or is that something that the solitude of being a monk sort of drew out of you? That's a great question. I was, and I still am, a, a big introvert at heart. And as a kid, I was like the shyest kid in school. I was okay at English. I loved spoken word growing up. So I'm a huge Eminem fan. And I spent my teens listening to, I think I fell in love with English because of Eminem. Like being able to bend words, being able to like research in the thesaurus, like 
synonyms to words or like looking at a dictionary for deeper definitions of words so that you can make them rhyme or mean something else. So I got fascinated with spoken word when I was around 14. And I love playing around with words and language. So I think that became a big part of my life in my teens. And then when I became a monk, so much of how we were taught were through stories, like st ancient stories, time timeless stories, wisdom stories, like all the learning of the world has always been story. And so because I was listening to incredible storytellers, it was so wonderful to like absorb that atmosphere. So I can't take all the credit for it. It was just because I was learning with monks who were just incredible storytellers. And my job was to tell those stories, but make them relevant. So I don't think I was always a storyteller. I think it's something that came from immersing myself in being a monk and that community. And then it was, 